Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Good morning, dear listeners. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to introduce to you Lizanne Eriks, a mediator from Perth. Hello, Lizanne, and thank you for accepting my invitation for this interview. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. Lizanne is an award-winning mediator who specializes in family and workplace mediation. Lizanne is also a trainer in conflict resolution and believes that when people become great at conflict resolution negotiation, they have more peace of mind, better relationships, and are more happy at work and in their private life. Lizanne has a decade of experience in dispute resolution and mediation and has assisted hundreds of clients through the mediation process. Most recently, she won the Award for Family Dispute Resolution Practitioner of the Year at the Australian ADR Awards and was a finalist nominated for Australian Mediator of the Year in 2019, 2020 and 2021 at the Australian Law Awards. In addition, Lisanne runs a podcast titled Conversations to Cut the Conflict so everyone has access to her conflict resolution and negotiation training. She also provides executive coaching and group coaching in leadership, mediation and negotiation skills at government departments for corporate clients and she holds lecturing positions at Murdoch University and the College of Law. Lizanne, in the outline of your background, you say that there is a lot of unnecessary suffering when it comes to conflict resolution, and your mission is to reduce that. Why suffer when people can learn the skills to negotiate and resolve conflict in any situation so that all parties come out on top? Would you please tell our listeners How did you start thinking in this way and what was the original inspiration to follow the way of mediation? Well, it's a great question. Um, I think one of the things is I I used to, I have a law degree. Um, I started um, in law and I realised for me, um, I, I preferred working with the people more than looking over contracts and things like that. Um, and, um, yeah, when I moved to Australia, because I'm Dutch from origin, I also could not practice law here. And, and I already decided that I was not going to anyway. So it kind of sort of fitted. So I did all my mediation training and counselling training and all sorts of stuff because I guess when you get exposed to law and when you see people argue and you see people go to court, you can see what the impact of it is. And for me, I think court has a, um, you know, it has value in it and it is there, you know, as a last resort. But that's for me what it is, an absolute last resort, because I think people need to really, you know, um, resolve things in communication. And, and I believe anything can get resolved in communication. And often when people come out of the court process, it was not very satisfactory anyway, because other people are talking for them. Like people want to have seat at the table people want to tell their story they want to be heard then that's all part of what you can do with people in mediation and 
as a mediator, I deal with people in conflict on a daily basis. And, um, you know, I don't know if you've experienced conflict in your life. I think everyone has. And it's just all consuming, depending who it is with or how big the conflict is. And it just causes a lot of suffering, a lot of mental health issues. It costs a lot of money, a lot of time. Um, and, and it just doesn't have to be that way. And that's what I love doing what I do, because I can show people how to, you know, resolve conflict and and they can just have a much happier life and, and not suffer all day, every day, day in, day out. Does that make any sense? Yes, absolutely does. And I would like to ask actually a little bit, uh, go a little bit deeper with that question, because you also say that for some reason we are not taught how to resolve conflict in our lives, but we are somehow expected to deal with it. And as you said, um, yes, I myself had conflicts in my life, in private life, at, at work. Would you please explain to us how you make people think in a different way in regards to conflict they face in their everyday life? How does it work? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I guess the first thing about your question is that people don't get taught. Like we just see other people do it. So our parents or our teachers or there is no subject in school that is conflict resolution. I have to say it is changing, luckily, um, because people like me are going, okay, we need to get this into schools. We need to talk about this. Um, but in general, uh, you know, and then people get a job or they with their partners, they're supposed to know how to do this because everyone expects you as a manager to resolve conflict, right? But you're not formally trained in it. So all people do is repeat what they saw other people in their life do and that can go great or not depending who their example was or they really do the opposite because they didn't like what those other people were doing so i think it's really important for people to realize that so they go okay i actually don't know how to do this i think that's step one to really realize i might not be great at it or this is actually something this is actually a skill or life skill that we all need um and then to really train yourself in it because everyone can learn um and you have conflict in your life every day like it doesn't matter who you are you can be the queen of england you know what i mean <laughs> everyone has conflict in their life and i think most people do recognize that but i think a lot of people don't recognize that it is a skill that they can actually learn so these are the kind of conversations i have on my podcast that's why i do interviews like this so the whole idea is to create awareness of the fact that you can learn these skills and anyone can get good at it it just takes like with anything else if you ride a bike you're going to have to practice and you fall off your bike and then you get back on your bike and so it's the same thing you learn the skills you keep practicing and you get someone like me or someone else to coach you through it and get you back on the bike and teach you and help you and then you know you will get really good at it and then when you are able to resolve conflict effectively People notice, because this is what my clients talk to me about, like how much extra space they have in their life, how much, because conflict costs energy, it takes up headspace, it is very, very draining. So you get a lot more space, you get a lot more energy, Get like there is just so many benefits of it. And when people get to the other side of that the first time and they realize they can do it, then the next time it gets much more easy. Because I think a lot of us are really scared of conflict and try to avoid it. Like, I, I don't like having difficult conversations. It's not my favorite thing to do. But because I have done it so many times and I know what's on the other side, I'm more than willing to go and do it because I know the benefits of it for everyone involved. But if you have not done that yet, you know, the first time might be quite a big hump to get over. And that's where if you have support, you can get over that hump. You can, hump, you can experience what it's like. You can see that your relationships gets better with the person that you resolve the conflict with. And you'll get a lot more confident in actually doing it. And I love the analogy with learning how to ride a bike. I mean, someone falls the first time, has a big fall. 
um, graze their knees and they're scared to start again. So I think it is also important to recognize that we can give it another go and that we can actually fight it in a way. But a question that I didn't indicate in our preparation for our interview, just quickly, do you think that different people have different thresholds for conflict? Possibly. I think some people, you know, might naturally find it more easy to deal with things than other people. But um, I think everyone has different personalities and there is a lot of theory around different conflict personalities and, and what they look like, right? So and that's the stuff I teach about. So it's really good to, that's one of the things you can learn to go, okay, what is my conflict management style? How do I do yeah. that? And what are the styles that I find hard to deal with? And how can I deal um, with them better? But I think what I um, just wanted to point out is when you said that people, you know, fall off their bike, they get scraped, and then they're scared to back, go back on. I just want your listeners and everyone to understand that I do this for a living, and I'm highly trained in it. And I'm, you know, I train a lot of people, but I mess up. Sometimes I have a conversation with someone in my life that doesn't go so well. The, the only thing that you need to do is to really also, and there's another thing I teach, it's how to apologize effectively because people are terrible at it. Yes, and just to go, okay, that was not great. Let's do this again, right? So I don't, more well, my point is don't try and go and get it all right because you won't. You will make mistakes and so do I. So it's really normal. You just got to be able to own up to it, apologize to people, and then not do that again, if that makes sense. <laughs> of so course. I think it's, yeah, so when you don't get so stuck on getting it absolutely right and not be afraid of that it might go wrong, you get a lot more freedom around it. In this episode of Mediation Today, my guest is Lisanne Eriks, a mediator and conflict resolution trainer from Perth. Lisanne, one of the most impressive parts of your approach to delivering mediation services, I find, to be your efforts on developing your client's skills base in your mediation sessions and training as well, so that they can take responsibility for resolving their own conflict themselves in the future and avoid ongoing issues. And you did talk about that to a degree. Are there any particular steps that you outline to people? How does that work in your training sessions? Yeah, so it can be in a mediation or it can be in training, right? So I always try to get myself out of a job. So if I go to a corporate client, I want them to learn so they don't have to ask me to come and mediate all the time. And the same with my mediation clients. I want to talk to them about how can you resolve this if I'm not around because I will be leaving and you're going to have to live your life. Exactly. And, you know, but particularly when I work with parents, they have to uh, separate parents. They constantly have to communicate. So how it works is we talk about communication. Um, I teach people the concepts around perception, how does that actually work because I'm not going to go right into that now because I'll take all day but it's you know people can't actually perceive the same thing and and you know so everyone has a different point of view and that's completely fine but what we do is we relate to our point of view as the truth and that's where the problem comes in so when people start to realize that how we operate as human beings and there's nothing horrible about the other person or horrible about themselves it gives them much more freedom to have empathy and to understand each other and we just um for mediation clients in particular we just put in um, make agreements around how they're going to communicate in the future so when you make agreements you have clarity and you can and when i teach people i say to them when you you know with your employees talk about how you know how do you want to communicate with each other set some um you know set some boundaries talk about what it will look like what are you going to do if you don't agree because people don't make agreements and everyone this wing is winging it right and then um, no one knows what the expectation is, it's not clear, and that's where you get conflict. And when you have an agreement in place, you know what to do, 
Um, but also if the agreement is no longer working, you can say, hey, that's no longer working for me, let's change it. And then people have some sort of scaffolding around that communication. And then hopefully over time, it can start flowing a little bit easier. But particularly when conflict is high, it's really important to have those conversations because otherwise, you know, all the agreements that everyone makes in the conflict might be resolved because I'm there managing the conversation. Um, then this goes pear-shaped later anyway. So it's really important to have um, discussions about communication and teach people how to do that. So next time they have a conversation, they can use what we talked about in a session to resolve their conflict without me being there. Yes, and, and conversation is always, or relationships are always about two parties. Of course, in that sometimes they can be multiple parties, but it's always important that both parties are actually willing to talk. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for the end of this part of our conversation, I would like to explore a bit more about your corporate engagement in coaching, because that is a prominent part of your business. Which companies, if you don't mind sharing that with us, have been your clients to date? Please tell us how you attract corporate clientele. Why do they engage you? Well, it's going to be a bit tricky for me to tell everyone I work for because some things are confidential, right? Of so course, um, of I don't. So I do really big companies, but also smaller companies. So I've also worked with companies who might have 10 employees or 15. So it ranges the size of companies I've worked for. Do you and, find, um, sorry, hmm? do you find that uh, maybe working with a smaller group of people can, can have longer term results because it's more sort of intimate and closer and you can practice and exercise on the spot and all of that when I train people we will create groups that are workable so um, yeah because you do need to have um, some you know interaction with people and I need to be able to see what people do and um, and it's not necessarily mediation skills I'm teaching them so I think there's a step back because mediation skills are great to have but if you don't know how to resolve conflict in this, just conflict resolution 101, then you're not ready to hold the space for other people to resolve conflict. So I just first teach people about conflict resolution, negotiation, how to communicate with each other. And then for some managers and some people who have to deal with conflict and hold space and facilitate, that's a completely different training, if that makes sense. Of course. So there's different, and there's lots of different things I do with people. Sometimes executives want just one-on-one coaching because they are, have difficult situations to deal with, they don't know how to have difficult conversation, or they just want general coaching. Because I also am an NLP, Neuro Linguistic Program Coach, so I can coach people on pretty much um, anything, <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. relationships. Um, relationships is really where my strength lies um, and conflict resolution. And when you say relationships, just quickly, that partners, like life partners, uh, spouses, or friends, brothers, sisters, well, anything. neighbors, yeah, anything? So, yeah, well, I do a lot in the family law space. So definitely, um, you know, people um, in romantic relationships, but you have relationship with everyone at work as well. So um, I think it's all about relationships in the end of the day. So that's that the relationship can be with, you know, your boss, your colleague, your neighbor, your your spouse, your children. And um, so any human being you are in contact with and you work with or do anything with in your community or at home or at school or whatever, they're all relationships. So there's um yeah, and they have different dynamics and, and it's really great to uh, coach people in, in those areas. Of course. I would really like if you could leave us today with a couple of messages or a few messages for our listeners that um, you would just like them to remember you by. 
Okay, so I think if you want to, um, if you're interested in, in conflict resolution, I think my first message would be is don't be scared of conflict. Conflict can be so positive, and I say that all the time, and most of the time when I train people and I say, what do you think about when you think about conflict? And the answers are normally like war and fighting and anxiety and stress, and so I don't hear people say anything positive. So one of the things that I talk about a lot is to say po a conflict is really positive if you manage it well. So my message to you is don't be scared of it. You can actually create um, you know better relationships with it because if you are able to work through conflict with someone in your life and you now know that you can do that all of a sudden you can talk about anything right so it actually creates connection and great relationships if you don't know how to do it and you are scared of it get some help around it like um, I have an eight-week online program where I teach people that I'm creating something for separated parents at the moment you can get coaching um, so don't just go okay I'm just not going to do anything because the thing is one of the other messages I would have for all of you is early intervention is the best intervention. Sometimes I get to families or workplaces really late in the pace and they're at crisis point. And it's really hard to make a difference in that moment because so much has said and so much has done. And so you kind of, you know, to wheel back from that and to actually really um, resolve and heal that will take a lot more time and a lot more work. So if you have a feeling, your intuition tells you or something is off or not quite right, don't leave it. Go and have these conversations and if you don't know how, get support. So that will be my first couple of messages for people who are listeners. If you are a practitioner, um, one of the messages I have for practitioners is also make sure that you are really comfortable with conflict resolution in your life. Sometimes what I see is that people go out and you know, hold the space for other people, but then in their own life, they actually have a lot of conflict and they don't deal with it very well. So I think that practice what you preach is what I'm trying to say. So, and I think that's one of the reasons I have a lot of clients is because I practice what I preach. I constantly have coaching myself. I train myself. I resolve conflict in my life. I don't really have any conflict in my life at the moment. And when I do, I go and deal with it just like anyone else, right? So I take my own coaching. So if you want to practice this, I think you have to be authentic and really, you know, go and work on yourself as well. So um, because as a practitioner, you have a lot of impact on the process. If you have all sorts of hang-ups or issues that can impact the sessions you do with clients. So do your own work. That would be one of my messages because you will find that people, people sense that. People can see that that's what you're doing. And then, like I said, authenticity speaks volumes. So that would be another thing. And I get a lot of, um, I had like two or three emails only yesterday already from practitioners asking me how I do what I do, how I got so successful in mediation practice, because it's not always that easy. If you need help with that, again, go and get help. I have my own coaches. I have a business coach. I have a personal coach for my private things. Don't just plot along because you can accelerate. You know, if you if someone is training for the Olympics, they're not going to try to do that by themselves, are they? They have a coach because I say perfect practice makes perfect. If you're going to just practice something, because people say practice makes perfect, but if you practice the wrong thing over and over again, you're not going to get any results, right? So if you're interested in that, please, um, you know, you can always contact me or anyone else. I mentor and I coach mediators. I have packages for that. And I love doing that to help people set up practices, help people you know, to get to their goals, help people with difficult cases they have, because sometimes you just don't know what to do as a mediator. And that's also completely normal. You're just human, right? So it's really important you have mentors and supervisors and pick people that you want to, you know, 
you want to go where they are at. So you have someone that inspires you, someone you go, okay, that's where I want to go and be in five years' time. So get coaching from those kind of people. If people are interested in contacting me, I have a Instagram page. It's Lisanna Eric's underscore conflict expert. I'm on Facebook. It's also Lisanna Eric's live mediation. I have a podcast, Conversations to Cut the Conflict. Just look at, there's so much uh, free content out there for you that I produce every week. Um, but if you have questions, please contact me. I love working with people uh, who want to you know, get a better life and, and resolve conflict in their life. But also I love to work pr- practitioners and teach them the tricks of the trade and help them to have a, get a thriving practice. So both of those things I love doing. Yeah, and I think these are my tips. I hope that they are, they, they are helpful. What I can say is that I found myself smiling while listening to you. You're definitely, <laughs> you're definitely broadening the circle of your um, followers or circle of influences, they would say. Lizanne, thank you for your time and thanks again for the insights you've shared with us. I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you. I'm so passionate about this subject, as you probably can notice. So um, I, I love being... Um, on interviews and things like that to create awareness and you know make this world a better place so thank you so much for having me and my next step is to go and tune into your one of your podcasts my name is Vesna Cvjetičanin this was mediation today for this Monday and I will be with you again next week at the same time goodbye